Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, it's that time again for another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills. I'm lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. So thankful that you guys are all joining us today. Uh, we are back um, into our series. I want to thank you again for those that um, tuned in last week uh, or downloaded our podcast last week. Uh, if you'll notice, our, I was not doing the main podcast because I was at home and I had to use... Um, my substitute uh, sermon uh, that he did a great job. Pastor Adam Taylor did a great job, and I want to thank him for filling in uh, for me on Sunday and was able to record that for our podcast. So I appreciate that. But we are back. Like I said, we are back this week, and I'm looking forward to uh, talking to you guys today. Uh, So like I said, we are in part two of a five-part series called Stay Positive. And uh, before we get all started into what our topic is today, I wonder... How many of you, like me, and I don't want to be all negative to start everything off with, but how many of you are getting tired of all the negativity that we see all over the world? Uh, It's just amazing to me how everywhere, all the time, it seems like people, they just want to be critical. They want to pick things apart, want to find what's wrong instead of seeing what's right. You know, their complaining is almost an art form now. Uh, Some people, I would argue, have the spiritual gift to complain. They can find anything to complain about. And so I don't know about you, but a lot of people complain about the weather all the time, right? Now, I complain about the weather, but not all the time. I'll say something every once in a while, but I know people that it's it's all the time. It's it's too hot. It's too cold. uh, It was too dry. It was too wet, sometimes too humid, you know, all those things. And so I always wonder if there's always somebody that's complaining about the weather. Are there people in Southern California that are complaining because it's too perfect? (laughs) right? You know, Uh, it's gorgeous again today. Dang it. You know, man, I got to go outside again today in perfect weather. Are you kidding me? You know, every single day (laughs) because people can complain about almost anything, right? Let me ask you another question. How many of you would say you probably are above average driver? You're an above average driver. Okay. Um, Now, if you say you are an above average driver, here here lies the problem. When the majority of people believe they're above average drivers, okay, then it gives you the right to complain about everybody else. That idiot's going too fast, that idiot's going too slow, or they just ran a stop sign, they're driving me crazy, whatever it might be, okay? And I'm going to share, I'm the worst of the worst about complaining about drivers. I just am. Don't know why I do that. Uh, It's my my downfall side, right? Uh, And and by my guess, there's a lot of you that probably said you're an above average uh, driver. And so it's got to be other people are listening to this podcast that they're the drivers that we're complaining about, right? <laughs> Can't be us. So anyway, we complain about anything. Uh, you can go to a fast food restaurant, you walk up, somebody else serves you, they cook your food, they bring it out to you. It takes three and a half minutes and you're livid, right? Oh my gosh, I cannot believe how long it took them to make my burgers and fries. They stand there doing nothing for three and a half minutes. Come on, right? We complain about all sorts of things. There are people who, who drive their cars up to their houses, push a button, a door opens, they drive their car into a protected environment, close the door by the push of a button, and complain that they have bad gas mileage in their car. 
okay? Walk into a controlled environment with the air conditioning, open up a refrigerator full of food, complain because there's nothing to eat. Then they turn on the television with 112 stations or whatever it is and complain there's nothing to watch. And then they need to go into their closet, they touch all their clothes, and what do they say? I've got nothing to wear, right? Nothing to wear. It's amazing how blessed we can be and yet how ungrateful we often are, okay? Let me be real, and I'll tell you like it is. By nature, I'm not naturally a grateful person. I'm just not, okay? I just tell you by nature, I want more, I want better, I want faster, and I want it now. And so that's why with everything in me, I am pursuing a heart of gratitude. So I can say I am grateful. I'm grateful. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today of how can we be grateful. In fact, I've done a lot of uh, uh, research on this, and I found that gratitude, many experts say, is the value that unlocks so many other positive values. Okay, Gratitude makes you generous. Gratitude makes you encouraging. Gratitude makes you thankful. Gratitude unlocks so many other positive qualities that I'm asking God to transform my heart from one that is often entitled, which we really think we, we look in our lives, we, we probably think that a lot, to the one to one that is by nature more grateful. I want to become by nature more grateful. And the tragedy is for so many people, they'll never experience the true heart of gratitude. And so I want to show you from a, a very interesting story in Luke's gospel. And we're going to look at specifically chapter 17, uh, where we see a description of some lepers who encountered Jesus. And we actually see tragically a lack of gratitude. Okay, so here's how uh, Luke's, Luke reports the story. Okay, it's Luke 17, starting with verse 11. He says, While traveling to Jerusalem, he passed between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten men with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now, I want to pause there. Now, when we read this, it's easy for us to just kind of go, yeah, 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 and keep on reading, but we have to understand it is from the depths of their hearts that they were crying out for help more than you could ever, ever comprehend, okay? If you read the Old Testament in Leviticus 13, it, it teaches us what a leper had to do. A leper had to tear his or her clothes so that people would see from a distance that they had leprosy. They had always had to always keep their mouths closed so they wouldn't affect anybody. And they always had to cry out, unclean, unclean. And so that was the only time they'd ever be able to open their mouths just to let somebody else know uh, when they're approaching that they had leprosy. A leper would have all of this pressure on them, right? And, and they would be so full of rejection. And on top of that, their, their body would literally be oozing with sores. And, and, and this is going to be disgusting, but, but it's very true. They could literally be asleep at night and have a pinky or toe gnawed off by a rat, okay? And I know that's gross, but this actually is the way it was. So you can only imagine the devastation. Now put yourself into that situation, not having any intimacy with anybody else, not having someone even to give you a hug. And so when they see Jesus, the hope that perhaps that he could heal them, and so from the depths of their heart, they are crying out, Jesus, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And look at what Jesus replies to them. Okay, In verse 14, he says, when he saw them, he told them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And while they were going there, they were cleansed. But one of them, seeing that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice gave glory to God. He fell face down at his feet, thanking him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, we're not 10 cleansed. Where are the nine? Didn't any return to give glory to God except 
this foreigner? See, 10 lives were miraculously transformed from no hope back to the chance of normal life again. And only one out of the 10 came back with a heart of gratitude. And so I'm committing before God, and I hope you do as well today, that, that you can say, I want to be the one, right? If there's only one out of 10, or if there's only one out of 100, or only out of thousands, or one out of millions, I want to have a heart of gratitude. I want to be the one. So how do we do this? What I want to do in the next few minutes is to show you three statements that will help you choose gratitude, okay? Three statements that I believe all of us can adopt and put into our heart that will help us to choose gratitude, all right? The first one, we're going to say this and declare this, that I know every good thing I have comes from God, okay? Every good thing I have comes from God. In fact, in James 1.17, James tells us the very same thing. He says, every good and perfect gift is from above, Above, it, it means comes from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. Now, you may say, well, but I worked at this and I earned this, and, and there may be some truth to that, that you actually are a good steward of what God gave you. But you have to understand that every place where you succeed, you are succeeding with a, with a gift that God gave you. God is the giver of all good things. In fact, when you just look at scripture and run through a list of what people are able to accomplish and what they had, God was always the author and giver of everything they had, right? Think about Noah. God gave Noah a plan for the ark and the ability to, to build it. Therefore, he saved his family. God gave the Israelites bread from heaven in the morning, and he gave them fire by night, okay? And, and God gave David a stone to kill Goliath. And he gave Jonah a fish to swallow him up and take him safely to shore. I'm sure Jonah wasn't thinking that was all great at first, but eventually it was a gift. God gave a, a young teenage girl, Mary, the faith to say yes and, and give birth to the Savior of the world. God gave the wise men a star to lead them. God gave us the Prince of Peace, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the Lion and the Lamb, the Savior of the world. God gives you a, a supernatural peace that goes beyond our human ability to understand. God gives us his Holy Spirit to comfort us, to, to convict us, to, to guide us, and to counsel us. God gives you his word to direct you. He gives you, you, you health to bless you. He gives you friends to love you, and he gives you a life to use to glorify him. Every good thing we have comes from God. We need to understand that God is completely good. He is constantly good. He is unchanging good. God will never be not good, right? God cannot be less than good. Everything our God does is good. And when we embrace this, that everything that we have is a gift from God, it will change our attitude. Instead of having an attitude of entitlement, we embrace an attitude of gratitude, which overflows into other positive attributes into our lives. All right? We're talking about three statements that will help you choose gratitude. Number one was, I know every good thing I have comes from God. And so number two is, I will not let what I want rob me of what I have. Okay, let me say it again. I will not let what I want rob me of what I have. And so I don't know what you want, but I know a lot of people want a better car, uh, want a different house, want to do a little traveling, want some different clothes. You know, people want granite countertops, you know, because apparently laminate countertops, the food tastes better on the granite ones than the laminate ones. I don't know. You know, whatever. Okay. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. I wish I was there. I wish I had this. And on and on and on. Right. Well, Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 6, 9, he said, better what the eye sees than the roving of the appetite. Better what the eye sees than the roving of the appetite. Think about that. Better what you have 
than what you don't have. Better what is in front of you that which you are longing for. Okay? It's better to embrace what God is giving you than to always want something more. What you have is better than longing for something else to make you happy. So whenever we adopt gratitude, gratitude turns whatever we have into enough. Okay? I'm going to say that again. What gratitude does, it turns whatever we have into enough. See, better is what we have that, that a roving of the appetite wanting something more, right? Gratitude turns what is, what is before us into enough, and we recognize it's a blessing. But what's crazy to think about is that it's not happy people who are grateful, okay? It's grateful people who are happy. Let me say that one again, okay? It's not happy people who are grateful. It's grateful people who are happy. Because better is what I have before me. Better is what the eye sees in a roving of the appetite. So I'm not going to let what I want rob me of all the blessings that I already have. Think about what you, what you have, okay? Just the normal person here on our podcast listening in, most of you will probably have, if you wanted, three meals a day. Some of you four, some of you five, and some of you, if you're like me, should probably not have four or five, should stick with three, if you know what I'm saying, okay? What I'm saying, though, is you all have enough to eat. Almost everybody can go and pay someone else to serve them food. Almost everybody, uh, you've probably got a bed to sleep in. You've probably got clothes to wear. Most of you, you've got more than one pair of shoes, right? When most people in the world don't even have that, some of you have shoes to wear to work, some to wear to church, some to mow your yard. Some of you have house shoes, right? Some of you have high heel shoes, and some of you have high, high heel shoes. And by the way, side note, I, some of them heels that you girls, ladies wear, they're so high, I'm wondering sometimes if you don't just tip forward, right, and just smack your nose on the ground someday. You know what I mean? I just, it's crazy. But anyway, you got shoes galore, and they're all over the place, right? Most of you have a car to drive or at least a bus to take a ride in, some kind of transportation. Those of you, you, you have a job. If you have a job, you are extraordinarily blessed because if you make minimum, minimum wage, just minimum wage, wherever you're at, you're making approximately 32 times the average wage of half the people alive today. And yet, we are incredibly miserable, wanting more and more and more and more. Most of you have a phone that does things more than talks a.k.a. listening to podcasts, <laughs> right? They listen to podcasts, or you could FaceTime your friend, or you can send a signal up to the heavens and it comes back down, and by the push of a button, a pizza shows up at your door, right? Most of you are so blessed that you actually upgrade things that are working. You know, it's working, but there's a newer, better working thing, and so you take your working thing and upgrade it for a better working thing, a.k.a. a new phone, right? And that, I'm, I'm guilty of that just as anybody else. I love getting a new phone every year. Okay, uh, it's, it's how incredibly blessed we are. Most of you, you have your health right now, okay? Most of you have health without a lot of pain. Most of you have traveled somewhere in the last year or so, and most of you have great friends around you, and so, yet so many people are dissatisfied. They're so dissatisfied. Gratitude turns what you have into enough. It's not happy people that are grateful. It's grateful people that are happy. And I would recognize every good gift I have comes from God, and it will not let what I want rob me from what I have, okay? In fact, Paul talks about this in Philippians 4, specifically verses 11 through 13. He says, I don't say this out of need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am in. I know both how to have a little, and I know how to have a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content, 
whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need, I am able to do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Now, we all heard that last part. We know we, we forget to read the first part. It's learning to, in all circumstances that we have strength in Christ. And Paul got to a place where Christ was all that he had. And until Christ is all that you have, you may not ever know that Christ is all you need. And so when you get to that place, suddenly what you have is a tremendous blessing. And when you have Christ, you know, I can do all things through Christ. You can say that. Whether I have a little or a lot, he is what matters. He is what satisfies me. He is what I need. And so I don't know about you, but I'm going to choose gratitude. And the world can be as negative as they want. People feel entitled. I want more. I want better. I want faster. But I'm going to choose gratitude. Every good thing I have is a gift from God. I will not let what I want rob me from the blessings of what I have. And that leads us to number three is I'll turn every blessing I have into praise. See, we're going to turn every blessing we have into praise. We're going to turn every blessing that God has given us back into an act of worship before him. Why? Because somebody once said that every time we don't turn a blessing back into praise, it turns into pride. Okay, let me say that again. Whenever we don't turn a blessing back into praise, it turns into pride. It becomes, I deserve that. I earned that. Yeah, it was me. I deserved it, and I earned it. I should have more. I went to church, and so God should give me more. God should give me better because I'm the better person than all of them, and so I deserve more. I love what David says in Psalm 63, 4 through 5. He says, I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I'm fully satisfied as with the riches of foods, with singing lips, my mouth will praise you. I will praise you as long as I live is what he's saying. I will turn every blessing back into praise. How do we become thankful and praise God? That's a great question, right? How do we become thankful and praise God? Well, I'm going to give you a little exercise today. I want all of us that are listening to do this. I want you to participate. So, so if you join in this podcast, you need to participate, okay? Think of something that you have and pretend like you lost it, okay? Pretend like you lost it. So I'm going to help you out a little bit. Maybe you heard uh, you're losing your job and now you're unemployed or, or you lost your health. You just found out you have stage four cancer, okay? Take something like that. Pretend you lost it, okay? Now, pretend like you just got it back. Oh, I didn't lose my job? I didn't, I didn't like my job that much, but, but I got my job. Oh, I don't have cancer? Yeah, I've got my life. I can live? Awesome. So don't miss the power in this, okay? Take something like that, a bunch of things like that, whatever it is, that you take for granted every single day, whatever it might be, and pretend you just lost it. And then pretend like you got it back. And what happens? Suddenly you start thanking God for what you already have because you have so much to be thankful for. God, I thank you for my health. I thank you for my friends. I thank you for that I have a place to worship. God, I thank you for my small group. I thank you for my car that barely gets me there, but it runs. When you do this, all of a sudden, instead of saying, I'm tired of my car, you say, God, I thank you for my car. You might say, I'm tired. My house is always a wreck. Now you'll say, God, thank you that I've got kids and a spouse and the blessings that make my house always a wreck. Oh, I'm always so busy, busy, busy. Oh, but God, I'm thankful I've got a job and I've got great friends and I'm, I'm thankful I've got places to be and people to help and children to take around. I'm thankful that I've got all these opportunities to be busy. Oh, but my house is so small. Oh, but God, I'm thankful I've got a roof over my head and something that cools me on the inside. Oh, gosh, I, I, God, I don't like this stupid job. 
Oh, but God, thank you that I've got a job. God, thank you I've got a job. When the rest of the world wants to tear everything down, you know, like this isn't good enough and blah, 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 whatever it might be, we are going to stay positive because we have a really, really good God. And we recognize it, that every good thing we have comes from God above. We will never let what we want rob us of the blessings that we already have because better is what the eye sees than the roving of the appetite. We will turn every blessing that we have back in praise to our good God because he is worthy of our praise. And this is exactly what David did in Psalm 103, 2 through 5. David said, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and he heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. What does he do? My God fills my life with good things. Therefore, I will not wait to be happy or to be grateful. I'm going to be grateful and therefore I will be happy because my God gives good things to all his children. And I will never let what I want rob me of what I already have because I've got blessing upon blessing upon blessing. I will turn those blessings back into praise because every blessing I don't turn into praise turns into pride, right? Because all I am is one who's been forgiven. And because of that, I will let all that I am praise my God because he is that good. Amen. Thanks for joining us today, guys. That concludes our episode of uh, Stay Positive for this week. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking to you guys next week as we uh, continue our series of Stay Positive. And we're going to be talking about I Am Encouraging. We'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast or Chandler Acres Church, or if you'd like to support this ministry, please visit us at ChandlerAcresChurch.com.